Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ready! Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go, here we go. We got to have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. This is the Buffalo Bills postgame show. Here's Nate Geary. <sighs> take a breath. Take a breath. Take a breath. Take a breath. The Bills win 24 to 22 <clears throat> in a game that felt those ended up being a 12 and a half point spread. The Bills win by two. And that is just the NFL. That is what I'm supposed to say. That's what people say. It's the NFL. It's a week to week league, right? All of the cliches. Oh my gosh. Just a. The type of game that the Bills lost earlier this year. Let's just let's play let's state it plainly. This game, the Bills lost three other times this year. This felt like the Patriots game, the Giants game, which they won, you know, barely. Uh the Denver game, the Jets game. It just it felt like all those games wrapped up into one. And they had been losing that game all year long. But they found a way. And survive in advance and style points be damned. The Bills stay alive, right? And that's now they can control their own destiny with a Jaguars loss tomorrow. Um, we can now kick our feet up, regardless of how good or bad you feel about the win. You can kick your feet up and 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 just watch some football tomorrow with family and not hear Uncle Pat drop the F bomb fifteen times at dinner, which is what we were on pace for. Holy cow. Uh all right, well, as we're waiting for Josh Allen to get to the podium, it's time to get the first response from the fans. It's brought to you by Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. Let's go to Tom, who's been waiting patiently. Tom, you're on the postgame show. Welcome. Hi, I'm on air. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'd just like to talk about how uh, Chris Collinsworth was just really, he was just sucking everybody's dick tonight. Come on, man. Thanks, buddy. Merry Christmas, I guess. 8030550, the number to call. Be better. Just be a little better than that if you could. You know, I'm just not just not in the mood for it tonight. Uh again, the Bills win twenty-four to twenty-one. Um let's get into um Let's get into the Skyworks stats of the day, the Skyworks uh, stats of the game. Skyworks Equipment Runcel, Building America from the ground up. Let's start on the team stats sides of things. 
The Bills were not particularly efficient on third down. They 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 helped themselves on that final game-winning drive, but overall in the game, 5 of 10, they really did not control the ball much in this game. They, they got out-possessed in this game, 33 minutes to 26, more penalties than the Chargers, 7 for 64 compared to 6 for 29. They, they, ended, they broke the century mark on the ground, 105 yards, 3.5 yards per rush. They did not have the run game like they did last week against the Dallas Cowboys. Total yards in this game, 335 to 268. So although the uh, Chargers um, had significantly more plays than the Bills, uh, about 13 more plays in the Bills, 65 to 52. Uh, significant differential in yards per play. 4.1 for the Chargers, 6.4 for the Bills. So kudos to the defense. I thought they did a fantastic job tonight. Um, hemming in, not letting plays, uh, not getting beat behind them. Uh, really did a good job keeping everything in front of them, tackling. Um, and at the end of the day, Ed Oliver is just continues to be the best, most consistent player on this defense, a leader. I, I don't know. I, I, I Off the top of my head, I don't know if Ed Oliver – has a as a C on his chest, but it's he's been playing like he's got a cape on his back and a C on his chest. He's been playing remarkably good football, the best football of his career. Uh, the season after you know getting paid this off season and that that contract extension certainly came with pushback and criticism. Uh, you know, was he overpaid? I, I I think you can look at that contract and feel very good uh, about where he is in his career. Um, how much money he's making and moving forward, that's going to be, I think, a really, really, really strong contract for the Bills, a discount contract if Ed Oliver continues to play this brand of football. He has been absolutely money on these you know, important situations late in games. He ended the game tonight, on, uh, effectively ended the game tonight, uh, where he just out-hustles uh, the offensive guard and just gets right upfield. I mean, uh, Easton Stick barely gets to the top of his drop before Ed Oliver meets him at the, in the backfield. It was just a fantastic play overall. And a great game, two sacks for Ed Oliver. I believe that's nine now on the season. I mean, he's having Chris Jones level impact for this Bills on the interior defensive line. So kudos to Ed Oliver. Let's go to Ryland. Ryland, you're on the post game show. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? I just want to say uh, not the prettiest of wins, but at this point in the season, seeing all the losses uh, we've already taken, honestly, who really cares? Um, but all I want to ask you is, I don't know what's going on with the usage with Diggs. We uh, it seems like he hasn't really having much of an impact in uh, the offense lately. And I don't know if that's just because he's been Hey, sorry. Hey, Ryland, I'm going to put you back on hold. We got Josh Allen, all right, buddy? Josh Allen here at the podium. Well, I mean, give credit where it's due. You know, that's a, that's a team, again, coaching change. Um, obviously, their quarterback was out. But they came out and they played hard. Uh, they had a really good game plan. You know, and it's... It's it's tough because when you're playing a team with nothing to lose, that's a dangerous team. And that was a dangerous team we played today. Um, we got it out and found a way. Did you, find, did you feel that because they got beat the way they did, that would be a factor too, that no team is going to not bounce back from that? Yeah, it's the NFL. I mean, these are highest level professional athletes in the world um, each and every week that we're playing. It's not easy to, to win. It's not easy to win by a lot. Um, I'm, just for, I'm just fortunate that we found a way. Our defense... Made a stop there at the end at Oliver with the sack. Um, I think he hit his incentive there too. So that's probably a pretty good feeling for him right now. But um, that's that's the name of the game right now. This is our playoffs. It doesn't matter how we get them done, just get them done. Yeah, I mean, I just um, obviously extended the play a little bit. I peaked their boundary safety. Khalil was coming over the middle of the field. His eyes were on him. Gabe did a good job of just trusting it and, and going deep. It's something that we practice a lot. and. Um, something that we haven't really done all that much this year, so it was good to, to get that one on the on the field. Sounds crazy, but it seemed like 
the Khalil touchdown getting reversed was a good thing. Did you, I mean, you never want to take one off, but in that case, did you feel like that was actually a good thing? Um, I mean, analytically, probably, yes. Um, now, as an offense, you know, we, we want to score a touchdown and put them in an even more difficult situation. Obviously, not, not scoring there allowed us to wind the clock down a little bit. They wasted their third and final timeout. Um, but it's just if you, if you want three versus seven-point lead, uh, obviously they'll have a couple. They, they would have one timeout there with that uh, touchdown. But um, yeah. Matt, I think with a couple of games without a reception, what was clicking with him tonight specifically? Again, it's just, he was just doing his job. Um, you know, last few games sometimes it just didn't pan out for him to get the ball. You know, whether it was coverage, whether it was concept. Um, you know, but he's a he. The, the mental toughness on that kid to not get down and not let that beat him down, um, it's, it's very impressive. You know, he, he works hard, doesn't complain, he just keeps doing his job. Opportunity finds him. Um, but I thought all of our receivers made plays tonight. You talked about Khalil, obviously the, the, that last one. But that third down, I threw it behind him. He made a heck of a catch. Stephon Dix coming up on, on some third downs, huge, uh, especially that last one, that little out route to the field. You know, we'd worked on that practice few different times and it was it was good to get that in a game just trusting the feet trusting where he's going to be um you know and that's that's where we went to on our on third down was our you know number 14. yeah again it's it's just understanding what's going on you know the flow of the game obviously going down i think we were 10 10 nothing right away um things weren't clicking you know, just continue to stay patient. We got that one play to Gabe and kind of felt ourselves get into a, roo in, into a groove. But, again, still a lot to learn from. We're going to look at this film and, and obviously made some bonehead decisions. If I set up and just throw, throw it deep to Steph, it might be a completely different game. But, um, you know, again, just find a way. Does anything stand out to you as why it wasn't clicking on those first three drives? Like what, anything uh, I think we were just hurting ourselves a little bit, putting ourselves behind the sticks and second and longs. Um, a couple – Couple penalties that didn't help. Um, yeah. On that, on that, uh, you alluded to some big plays on that game-winning drive on third down. I mean, that could be your season potentially. Are you thinking that? I mean, with the satisfaction to come through when your season really is on the line there in that one drive. Yeah, and I, I told this to him in the in the locker room. Season game online, you know, 14 is going to be our, our go-to target. He knows that. I think everybody in the world knows that. Um, and for him to just, again, put his head down, he's been working hard, um, you know, and it was uh, the biggest play of the game, in my opinion. What you needed to do tomorrow, will you sit back and see what happens around the league a little bit and watch the games and yeah, kind of keep absolutely. track? Yeah, I'll turn on a red zone. But I'm in a joyful mood. We might, we might open gifts tomorrow, so we'll see. How big have these last three victories been for you guys? Huge. I mean, again, backs against the wall. Um, but, again, Still some season left, and we gotta we gotta finish finish it in our own terms, and um, you know just try to find a way to get in. Hey guys. All right, that is Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Before we take a timeout, let's get back to Ryland because I had to cut him off. Sorry about that, Ryland. Uh, okay, so uh, you were talking about Diggs' usage. What do you got for me? Yeah, so I just don't know if it's um, just like he's just covered or if it's scheme and he's just not getting used. But I think. Uh, I know this is still hypothetically talking, but we need to ramp him up before playoff time rolls around because I don't think we want to be going into week one of the playoffs with the cold digs, and I just want to hear what you think about that. 
Go Bills, baby. Big yep. win. Let's keep these playoffs open lives. Yeah, thanks for the call, Ryland. Yeah, I agree. It's It's been, I don't know, a difficult run for them. For everything the offense is starting to figure out, today was a little bit of a step back for the offense overall. I thought the Chargers played a real, they had a great game plan going into this game. Um, but overall, I think that, I don't know, I, I'm not telling you that I think they have an identity problem or an identity crisis. I, I think that they need to extend drives. They need more plays. They had 54 or 52 plays today. I think they needed more plays. They needed to extend drives. They needed to be better on third down. Um, Josh needed to be more precise in this first half. But overall, um, yeah, I, I'd like to see this offense flow a little bit through uh, through Stephon Diggs a little bit more. And to Josh's point at the end of his press conference, you know, when it when it comes down clutch in the late in those games, he's going to 14. But I, I'd like to see that happen a little bit earlier than uh, than waiting till the end of the game. 803-0550. Thanks for the call, Ryland. We're going to take a timeout. On the other side, we'll hear from Bills head coach Sean McDermott. We'll get to more of your phone calls. We'll get you uh, the electric play of the game. we got a lot to get to here on the Buffalo Bills postgame show. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Kick back to pass. Pressure coming, and he's sacked. And Oliver got him and dropped him. Ride him, Cowboy. That is the effectively the game-winning sack from Ed Oliver, who is the difference maker of the game. It is brought to you by Independent Health. At Independent Health, you'll find more than 1,000 Western New Yorkers who are big fans of this community and big fans of the Bills, of course. Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. Let's go back to the phones and hear from some more fans after the Bills' 24-22 win. Let's go to Eric. Eric, you're on the postgame show. Welcome, Eric. Tough game to watch, you know, it's stressful, but I just think it says a lot about the team being down three turnovers and still managing to find a way to win that game. I don't know what the percentage chance of winning is if you're down three turnovers, but I got to say winning that game feels good, losing that many turnovers. Yeah, uh, you're not, I would tell you that the math does not stack up in the Bills' favor or really any team's favor who lose the turnover battle 3 nothing like the Bills did. And, you know, untimely turnovers, the, the Cook fumble was a tough one. Uh, the Hardy fumble was even worse, really. Like, they had gotten the stop. They were only down 3 nothing, And then, obviously, the Allen interception where it, it looked like he had digs. And, and he, Allen said as much in his postgame comments. Yeah, so it was a, uh, a lot of adversity in this game for the Bills to overcome, and they did. And winning at the end of the game... You know, with time on the clock and the ball um, and the game, really, in the hands of the defense. Um, not really a, I guess, area of strength, but two wins over the last three weeks um, with the Bills' defense on the field late in the game. One against the Kansas City Chiefs, and you know how that typically goes. And one against this Chargers defense, the Bills were able to close it out. So, uh, feels good, no doubt. Let's go to Dennis. Dennis, you're on the postgame show. Welcome, Dennis. Dennis, you're on the air. Are you there? Yep, I'm here. Can Go you ahead. hear me? Yep, I got you. All right. Um, so, uh, kind of what the guy said before, I'm a little concerned about uh, how we are not getting Diggs involved uh, quite enough. So, I saw one of the first offensive plays. We threw that, uh, I think it's a screen or whatever, over to the side to Diggs. And it went for zero yards, much as it has in the last, I think, two games. Um, I appreciate the... the hey, sorry, Dennis, i got to put you back on hold. We've got a Bills head coach, Sean McDermott. Uh, tough game. Tough game. Gritty performance by our, by our guys. Um, they hung in there. Uh, we knew it was going to be tough coming out here. 
and uh, give credit to the Chargers. They were they were ready to play, and uh, our guys stuck with it. And good to see uh, James break a thousand yards. I think first time by one of our backs since 2017 when Shady got it. Uh, Ed Oliver two sacks. The last one was huge, obviously for us running the clock down, and five sacks overall that were all big for us and, and big moments of the game. And um, and then Josh the the play to to Shakir the third down on the game-winning drive. I know it's Josh's, I think, 18th game-winning drive, so just incredible, uh, incredible accomplishment and um, just overall resilient win. So proud of the guys, and um, the time's yours. The little pieces you glad they wiped out the Shakir <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, those, we've been in those this year where um, you're defending a field goal, and it's two-minute, but it's not really two-minute. I'm saying if had, had Shakir not... Had Shakir uh, been ruled a touchdown, it would have been, you know, defending a little bit more obviously than the field goal. But um, it's two minute, but it's not two minute, right? Because there's potentially a timeout left at that point, and and um, so, but everything happens for a reason. I know the offense finishes it with that drive, and Tyler kicks it, but the defense had more than the lion's share of the load tonight with short fields, turnovers to defend. Um, they. They keep them out of the end zone on the last five drives of the game, including two short fields. Just the job by your defensive unit. Tonight. Yeah. Um, the turnovers, we got to continue to work on that and get that cleaned up. You can't turn the ball over three times. And, I mean, just the numbers, it, it's hard to win um, when you do that, and especially when the turnover differential is three to zero, um, minus three in this case. So uh, we got to do a better job with that. Overall, as a team, taking the ball away on defense and special teams and then to <coughs> Excuse me, and then protecting the football better uh, on offense and special teams there. So um, yeah, that you know we were they were doing some things that they hadn't shown. Um, you know, obviously um, they came in well prepared, and um, you know I thought our guys settled in and, and responded and responded. And uh, I think you know we did a good job in the red zone, third down as well, and and had some big plays on those third downs as well to help us out. Yeah, Ed Oliver comes up with a huge play. He just always seems to put himself in that position late in the game yeah. has performance. What, what would you think of his performance? Yeah, I mean, to, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't think we were rushing well on early downs. I think they were doing a good job of getting their hands on us early. And then, um, but when we, when we needed it, some critical third downs, we had some big time sacks. Ed had two of them. Obviously, the last one was huge just to burn so much time off the clock because um, it really put them in a, you know, pretty much a, um, they can only do one or two things right there. So, when, but when they have a little bit more time left, or if that's an incomplete, and they can still do some things, and they got a really good field goal kicker. So, really, we only had about 20, 25 yards to to play with right there and give because he's hit one from I think 55 already. Um, he's probably good from 60, 60 plus from from a from a game winning standpoint. So, um, just real proud of the guys. That touchdown to Gabe really seemed to jumpstart the offense. I think he finished with the season high in yards. Just what stood out to you about his play tonight? Well, you know, when you when you do things the right way and and um, you keep it about the team, which Gabe has, he hasn't had the touches called over the last couple of weeks, but he's blocked well. He's been in the right spots, and um, he just stayed with it. And, and, and the ball finds you when you do things the right way, and I'm extremely proud of him for it. It's, it's, uh, it's a credit to him. It's a credit to his. Excuse me, his uh, his his week to week approach. Is that something where you have to maybe have conversations with him in, in those weeks where he's not getting the ball just to stay with it, or is um, that something where he knows and, and you know that he knows that? Yeah, I mean, I think a little for any wide receiver, it's hey, just 
you know, touch points like just, hey, man, we good and, and just keep doing what you're doing. The ball will find you. And um, it, it gets hard for those guys. Uh, they're human and, and they want the ball. They want to produce and, and factor into the wins. And um, but I think just overall that, um, again, his unselfish nature is is much appreciated. For Tyler to come through there, I know it was a shorter field goal, but he's still got to make it. Yeah. You know, how good was that for you, see? Yeah, real good. I mean, the execution, you, you can't ever take those for, for granted, right? From the snap to the hold, Reed and Sam, and, and Tyler takes so much pride in, in that and, and their work, and um, they execute at a very high level. So good to see those guys and, and the confidence that comes with that. Why uh, squib it at the end? Uh, just trying to burn more time off the clock. and. Um, trying to get it all the way through. It came up just short of getting all the way through, but ideally you can get it all the way through. But I um, wanted to take as much time off the clock as we could, again, because, you know, where they got it, I think, is we had, like like I said, about 20, 25 yards, um, and um, they've got a good field goal kicker. So. You asked about that earlier. You never quite know how a guy is going to respond when he gets a contract. It seems like he has responded in exactly the way that you would hope for. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. And it's... Sometimes it's it's um, you think you think you know most players hold this and it's but you it's it's just unique to the to the individual and Ed has gone the other way like he's taken it and these are my words but he's taken it like hey I'm gonna I'm gonna show you how how much um how grateful I am for it and I'm gonna I'm gonna play up to the up to the um, to that level and um, that just really says a lot about who he is as a person and how much pride he takes in his in his work and the job he does. Staff, um, early in the game, got banged up. I think it was on that first or second play. Was there any residuals of that throughout the game? It seemed like he was kind of not out there a couple times. Yeah, not, not that I'm aware of. I haven't um, haven't discussed that with Nate. Um, not that I'm aware of, um, but I understand. Yeah, he was he was in and out maybe more than normal. Josh goes to him twice on that last turn. Actually, maybe even three times. He catches it twice. Josh said, "He said I'm going to go to 14 at the end of the game. Period. Yeah. Point blank." What? Yeah, and that final drive when you're watching them work their way down the field, how good is it to have 17 and 14 on your side? Well, that's big. I mean, those two have a lot of trust and confidence in one another, and Josh knows where Steph's going to be um, most of the time. And I thought that that the uh, that Joe Brady did a great job. We had some open receivers on on that on that on that drive right there, and Daw- I think it started with Dawson early on there, and then um, and then Steph, and then and then Shakir as well. So. Um, just some some great plays. You got to have the protection to get it done, and, and the O line did a good job. Balance on offense was I mean, one, but I mean you only threw 21 times tonight, not taking the sack, take the sacks out of it, and you ran it like 30. Is that ideal to have Josh, you know, not be a bigger part of it than Josh? No, I mean it's it's um, it's just the feel that Joe has for the game, really more than anything, and and um, um, you know so. Uh, I just think that we'll, we'll go back and evaluate the film, and maybe maybe there were some more opportunities for us to to to, uh, to go to the air with it. Um, I know Joe will do, Joe will do that, and um, we'll continue to try and get better every week. James fumbled a couple of times. He lost one. Deontay lost one on a punt return, but you stuck with them uh, both. Deontay was back out there, and then James got got the ball again. Why? You know, we've seen in the past sometimes maybe you know they take a series or two off after. That happens, but that didn't happen tonight. What? Why? Why? Well, I have confidence in those in those guys to begin with, and and then second secondly, I would say it's um, you know it's it's late in the year at this point, right? Early in the year, or you're new, and uh, bless you, and you know I, you need to be um, um, learn a lesson. Then maybe yeah, but in this case, um, Deontay's filled a lot of punts, carried the ball a lot, so has James. 
I have confidence in those guys, and we're at the point in the season where you put the, your best players out there. Your defense, Sean, with wins in four out of the past five, considering you were five and five at the midway point, how good is it that at the end of the week you guys can be in the playoff spot? I mean, I know there's two games left. I'm just uh, extremely grateful. Um, the guys have done a heck of a job. Um, we are blessed in so many ways. Um, um, you know, just, uh, you know, ownership number one, they've been extremely supportive of, of for years of what we've done and, and how we've tried to do things and um, supportive of the players. Um, and so uh, we'll see where things go. Uh, we'll just continue to take it one week at a time. You look at the Chargers film from their previous game, and it's a, a travesty. And why was today such a tough one for you? Well, it's the NFL. <laughs> it is. It's the NFL. And, um, you know, obviously they made some moves and uh, that are part of the business of the NFL, and um, players usually respond when, when those moves are made. And um, as hard as that is, um, um, you know, our coach uh, Giff, he, he's well-respected around the league, and knowing of him for a number of years uh, in this profession, he's I figured he would get a response out of the players and, and the team, and he did. And... Um, you know, so we didn't come out here thinking anything other than that, quite honestly. The way that the game went, um, and they played 10 days ago or whatever it was, most teams in the NFL, if not all teams, would respond just on that alone, uh, let alone the coaching change. With the luxury of a Saturday game, you have a full slate of games coming up tomorrow. How closely will you kind of watch what goes on with the teams that are kind of in that log jam there in the playoff standings? Um, yeah, we'll be paying attention to it. I mean, it's I'm just looking forward to get a little bit of rest. It's been a short week for us, and then traveling out west here and um, get the guys some rest themselves and enjoy Christmas and, and um, get ourselves ready for the Patriots here. You guys are un uncharacteristic to turn it over three times like this. When James puts it on the turf in the fourth quarter, do you take the defensive side at all? and give them any extra message? Did you sense anything about their resolve in that moment? Well, we try, we try to, uh, the, the, qu the quick answer is no. The, the, what we try and do if you have time, but you don't always have time because you're not sure if it's a t going to a TV timeout in the fourth quarter. Um, they didn't have as many this week in this week's game, um, I guess due to time. But uh, you try to give, give them a short message before they go take the field. And uh, usually Bobby Babich, one of our defensive coaches, ra you know, rounds them up and and uh, gives them a quick, you know, uh, encouraging mes message there. And, you know, I think to come, come away from those drives with either three uh, or no points was huge for us. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas. All right, that is Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, live from the podium. And his live from the podium is brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown Auto. Dot com. Uh, we're going to get some timeouts in. We're going to hear some more player sound, probably live from the locker room as well. We'll get you uh, our managing the game right now, though, and managing the game by the financial guys, Western New York's one-stop financial shop. Looking at the uh, overall game from Sean McDermott, how he managed the game today, specifically at the end of the game situation. You know, I think everyone agree would agree it would have probably been a better situation you know, for the Bills to score a touchdown there at the end of the game. Uh, but I thought that they did a great job managing the clock, uh, bleeding out as much clock as possible, making sure the Chargers got the ball back with no timeouts. Uh, and obviously a big defensive play on first down with Ed Oliver puts them in a, in a position where, um, you know, they had basically one crazy lateral, bunch of lateral throwback plays and 
Uh, ultimately, uh, the ball falls on the ground and the, and the game ends. So all in all, um, really thought that Sean McDermott managed the end of this game much better than we've seen him manage it in, in other situations. Nine, I think they said seven, eight or nine defensive backs on the field at the end of the game, uh, making sure you've got your, your, your quick uh, you know, guys that can bat down balls and, and can chase after tacklers on the field. So I thought they did a great job managing, uh, managing the game there. And, of course, the managing the game is presented by the Financial Guys, Western New York's number, uh, Western New York's one-stop financial shop. Let's go back to Dennis. Dennis, apologies for cutting you off there. You're back on the post-game show. Welcome. Uh, yeah, problem. Hear me all right? Yep, I got you. Okay. Um, so a couple of things. Uh, one, uh, I would like to know why they didn't throw to Cook more. I know one of the first plays of the game was one of those laterals. I, I don't know the exact term, but it was a lateral to Cook or a, a lateral to um, oh Jesus, uh, our main receiver, and it talk about the screen pass to Diggs. Yes, Diggs. It hasn't worked out in the past, um, and we didn't use that with Cook, where that did work out really well with the Cowboys. Um, another thing I would like to ask is uh, how you feel about Davis. Um, I knew he would kind of have a comeback game. I bet on overs for him for receptions and for yards and for uh, like a anytime TD, and it hit. And um, – I don't know. He he's very hit or miss, and I'd like your opinion on him. Yeah, thanks for the call, Dennis. Merry Christmas. Um, I would tell you that uh, I wish that I had started him in, in my fantasy league. I'd be feeling better about my matchup. Um, he's struggled. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Hasn't been getting the targets. I uh, heard Sean McDermott there in his post-game press conference talk a little bit about him sticking with it, uh, doing the right things, putting his head down, and just trying to get himself in position to make plays and. You know, he he did that today a couple of times. He had a big one called back on that third and tw- uh, second and twenty uh, that Mitch Morse had a holding call after a tripping call on uh, Spencer Brown that really killed a drive um, late there in the third quarter. But uh, yeah, so he really could have even had a bigger game. So uh, yeah, I, I thought that Gabe played a great game today. He's he's a lot of ebbs and flows, Gabe. Uh, he's not going to be a guy week in and week out that I think you can count on. But I think uh, in, in a game like today, you, you really needed him to stand out, and and he did. So appreciate the call, Dennis. Thanks there. Uh, let's go to Josh. Josh, you're on the post game show. Welcome. Oh, thank you. I yep. uh, just wanted to say who would have thought going into the day that the blowout game would be Steelers and Bengals. Uh, but at the end of the day, Bills fans got what we hoped for with a win and a Bengals loss. Uh, hopefully we'll get a few more early Christmas presents fall our way with some key games tomorrow. Uh, but it's just nice knowing that we can just relax and watch some football with a Bills win in hand. Uh, but that's all I wanted to say. Just Merry Christmas and uh, have a good night. Yeah, thanks for the call, Josh. I appreciate it. Yeah, I um, I certainly wasn't uh, expecting the Steelers-Bengals game to be a blowout, and if it was going to be a blowout, I didn't expect it to be uh, on the you know going the Steelers' way. That's for sure. Um, so seeing this game end the way that it did, and that game end the way that that did, uh, certainly put a uh, certainly put a wrench into what I think a lot of people predicted the weekend would look like. So uh, agreed there. Let's take a timeout on the other side. We'll get you your electric play of the game. We'll also get you the eye on the quarterback uh, since we've already got you the difference maker. We'll get some more player sound from the locker room. So we got a lot to get to here over the next uh, about hour or so here. You're listening to the post game show. This is Buffalo Bills football.
The Buffalo Bills survive against the L.A. Chargers 24-22, to and they now sit at 9-6 and on the season and push ever so closer to securing a playoff spot. Next up for the Bills, it'll be their final home game of the regular season, and they do host AFC East division rivals in the New England Patriots for finally again a 1 p.m. kickoff. And for the Bills today, both James Cook and Stephon Diggs went over 1,000 yards in rushing and receiving, respectively. And Ed Oliver, he had himself a day totaling two sacks, including this one late in the fourth quarter. Kick back to pass. Pressure coming, and he sacked! Ed Oliver got him and dropped him! Ride him, Cowboy! This was a Saturday game, which means we do have a full weekend slate of games. Some of your key ones to watch on Sunday. Browns at Texans at 1 o'clock. The Buccaneers hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars at 4.05. Cowboys at Dolphins at 4.25. And your Sunday night game sees Denver hosting New England. That game kicking off at 8.15. And then we do have three Christmas games this year. Raiders at Chiefs at 1 o'clock. 4.30 sees Giants at Eagles. And rounding out the night, 8.15, San Francisco hosting the Baltimore Ravens. This sports update brought to you by Inventant Health, Well Beyond Insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. I'm Zach Jones for the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Pocket collapsing. Has to roll out to his right to buy time. Looking downfield. He's got Gabe Davis over the shoulder. Caught at the 15, and he drives his way into the end zone. For the touchdown! Wow! Chris Brown on the call there. That's your electric play of the game. It's brought to you by Town Mazda in Town Hyundai. For your electrifying performance, check out their exciting lineup of EVs at townauto.com. Welcome back to the post-game show here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Nate Geary along with you with Zach Jones. We'll hear from the locker room here shortly. We've got some player sound uh, coming through now. Before we do that, let's get back to the phones and let's go to John in Lancaster. John, you're on the post game show. Merry Christmas, John. Hey, Merry Christmas, Nate. Thanks for having me on. Um, I I kind of felt like I had to call in today, uh, specifically because we played the Chargers today. And the last time I called in, a bunch of people were comparing Sean McDermott to uh, Marty Schottenheimer um, a couple weeks back, but. Um, you know, I called in, I stuck up for him. I think everybody was calling in, calling for his head at that point. And I think at some point you got to kind of roll with what you got. Um, him and Bean, they put these guys together. They put this team together. And um, I, I, I feel like we got to kind of roll with what we got. I know it was closer than we wanted to today. We got the win. But, um, you know, I mean, the league in general – there doesn't seem to be these dominant teams like there was 10, 15 years ago, like the Patriots, you know, the Colts when Peyton Manning was there, like these, these dominant, dominant teams. And it's just, it, it really is. It's the NFL now. It's, it's a week to week league. And um, I, you know, for the most part, feel good about this team that they put together, not even just the starters, the backups. And, um, you know, I, I feel good about this team and I feel like, you know, we got to roll with uh, the team that we got. And, that's kind of the first part of it. I just wanted wanted to kind of call in and say that. And the second part, um, what with what what Doug, the previous caller, said um, about Diggs and getting the ball to Diggs, I feel like, and maybe you do too, and maybe you want to touch on this too, but I feel like we try to force the ball to him sometimes because he's kind of a loud mouth and somebody who just needs the ball. And I feel like when we do that, 
it's it kind of disrupts the offense a little bit. I just wanted to know your thoughts about that too. I mean, I know he's explosive, dynamic, but we do have other explosive and dynamic players on the team. And when we spread the ball, the offense seems to do a little bit better. And I just was wondering your thoughts about that. So Merry Christmas, Nate, and uh, thanks for taking my call. Of course, John. Thank you, my friend. And uh, Merry Christmas to you and the family as well. And I'll, I'll address the first part first, or the second part there about Stefan Diggs, and then we can touch kind of on the McDermott conversation. But um, in terms of Diggs, you know, I, I think he's one of those, you know, elite receivers in the NFL, the the group of five to seven, maybe eight guys in the league that, you know, sometimes forcing the football to those guys, even if they're covered, even if they're in double coverage, is just kind of what you are supposed to do um, because they make plays. And, you know, I think in, in a group of receivers right now that, uh, partially are, are young guys like Khalil Shakir, um, you know, and, and Gabriel Davis, who's still a, a you know a pretty young player. Um, you've got young weapons at tight end, especially at Dalton Kincaid, the rookie. Um, you know, James Cook is is a young guy. He had a big game last week and makes a mistake today and puts the ball on the ground. But you know, I, I think about Diggs in this, and I, I think over the last couple of weeks with the Bills winning and him not being as big of a part of the game plan as I'm sure he would like. You know, I don't think you've seen any demonstrative lang- body language. You haven't seen any yelling. You haven't seen any um, sort of those selfish things that I think sometimes you, you see from number one wide receivers when things aren't going their way, even if they're winning. And I, I'm, maybe you want to point to like A.J. Brown for this, right? Like he's been a little demonstrative on the sidelines when even in wins, um, when he is not a huge part of the game. And I think that Steph's done a really good job over the last couple of weeks being a leader, um, you know, when when he's not getting the ball seven, eight nine, ten times and getting 100 yards in a game. And, um, you know, there was a couple of times today where I thought maybe, you know, Josh could have went somewhere else and, and forced the ball to to Stephon Diggs. But that's a guy to me that I can live with forcing the ball to just about any any day of the week. I, I think he's one of the elite wide receivers in the league. And those are the kind of guys that you do whatever you can to get the ball to. So, um, yeah, that's what I'll say on, on the Diggs part of it. And then in terms of Sean McDermott, you know, I, I think about, where I was and where a lot of fans were with Sean McDermott a couple of weeks ago. I mean, you know, after that after that Denver Broncos game, I, I think it it felt like it had run its course. Um, and over the last couple of weeks, the Bills were able to beat the Chiefs um, with the Chiefs having the ball with a chance to tie or, or to take a lead um, late in that football game, and the Bills, you know, forcing a turnover on downs. And then today. You know, the the Bills kicking a field goal and uh, running some time off the clock, squibbing it instead of kicking it uh, at the goal line um, and allowing them to, you know, to, to do a fair catch or to uh, basically not take any additional time off the clock. Um, it feels like we're seeing McDermott maybe learn a little bit and, and applying some things that he's learned in years past and mistakes that he's made. So, um, yeah, you know, listen, I, I'm – just because they they've won and they've put themselves back in a position to uh, to make the playoffs doesn't necessarily mean the things and the criticism that I think we all had for him earlier this season just goes away. Um, but I also think that that Sean is the kind of coach that um, that can learn from his mistakes, and I think he's shown um, to be learning from some of the mistakes that he's made, um, especially earlier in his career and in the playoffs and in crunch time. Um, it's been good to see them uh, win these close games because uh, earlier this season it seemed like they had a really tough time winning these close games. Thanks for the call, John. Let's go to Chris. Chris, you're on the post game show. Welcome, Chris. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. How are you? Surely, good. Right, I just have a question for you regarding like uh, logistics management. You know. Um, We've had a lot of funny games that aren't one o'clock afternoon games this year, and we went to London earlier and, and got killed. And there's a lot of talk about you know leaving too late in the week. 
And now here again this week, we've got a short week. We're going to Southern California. There's a time change. There's a lot of distractions in Los Angeles, and we barely pull it out. And I just wanted your thoughts on, you know, maybe we need to be managing our travel better, our, our you know, stuff like that, like the nitty-gritty as opposed to the actual what's going on in the field, maybe make the guys better prepared for, for facing you know, stuff like this. Yeah, thanks for the call, Chris. Listen, I think it's a valid argument. It's a valid question. Um, you know, they did go up yesterday. Um, I think it's, you know, it probably warrants some some consideration, maybe a little bit of criticism. I know uh, you, you brought up London. Obviously, London uh, caught a lot of criticism. It looked like the players uh, were tired. It looked like the players weren't really ready to play, and it certainly didn't look like they were ready to play early in this football game either. So I, I think it's a valid criticism of, you know, uh, maybe what their plan is and moving forward uh, what their plan will be. But I think the good the good news is, um, you know, they've got, uh, they got a trip down to Miami, same time zone. They've got uh, a home game next week on New Year's Eve, and and, you know, coming up in the playoffs, there's not going to be like a like a team left in the AFC where if they have to get on the road that, that they're going to have to fly across the country in different time zones and have to really worry about this in the playoffs. But it's I would definitely say it's something that they, they as a franchise, I'm sure, are constantly looking at. Um, but, you know, to, to maintain the, and, and remain critical on finding the best ways to, you know, have your team ready for those moments, I think is really important on those, on those road games. It's not easy traveling across the country, um, getting your body acclimated and, and playing in a different time zone. It's definitely a, it's a change for those guys. Um, but overall, I thought that they bounced back well. But the first quarter, they did not look like a team uh, that was, like, really in, into the game and, uh, and focused in, in executing. So, uh, that, of course, I think that's a valid criticism to look at as a, as a potential reason why. Thanks for the call, man. Let's grab one more phone call. Let's go to Patrick. Patrick, you're on the uh, postgame show. Welcome, Patrick. Nate, how you doing? Uh, first of all, uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Yeah, you as well. Um, but this is pretty much a e crow type of call for me. Um, you know, Oliver, a couple years ago, I didn't think he was playing the way he should play. Coach McDermott, two weeks, three weeks ago, I did not think he was the coach that we should deserve here in Buffalo because this is a championship team. And um, I'll tell you the other one, Gabe Davis. Tonight he played well. Why isn't the consistency there? Mm. That's what I worry about uh, with Gabe. Um, but I just love this team. I love Josh Allen. Um, and my last point will be, um, you know, we have somebody like Von Miller making that kind of money. We could have had Tyreek Hill. That really bothers me. And uh, I just think this team really has a shot to go to the Super Bowl. I love the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. And uh, I really think we have a chance to do something here. And um, thank you. And I appreciate all you do, Nate. And uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yeah, thanks for the call, Patrick. Merry Christmas to you and your family as well. And yeah, listen, um, I think everyone has taken turns, you know, beating on Sean McDermott this year. And, and listen, he's taken his lumps. Obviously, the the Ty Dunn piece comes out, and a lot was made of that. And frankly, I think a lot was focused in on that piece that, you know, really wasn't the core purpose of the piece at large. Um, but the, you know, sometimes social media and uh, critics will 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 pull whatever they've got to pull out of that piece and and sort of go after coach and and I thought the team really responded uh, in a very positive way and they went on the road one in Kansas City and and obviously took care of business last week at home against the Cowboys and um, you know I I I think that they've responded well and um, 
you know, overall, Ed Oliver is playing the best football of his career. I think it's hugely important um, that he remains at this level of play all the rest of the season because I think he's been their most consistent defensive lineman, and he's really opened up things for other guys. I think Leonard Floyd has really benefited um, from playing on the same defensive line as Ed Oliver. Do we want to uh, grab a quick legal ID here, uh, Zach, since no, we don't? Okay, so we're going to take a timeout here, uh, and on the other side, we'll continue taking your phone calls at 803-0550. We'll get you your eye on the quarterback as well, so we got a bunch more to get to, and some player sound from the locker room as well. This is Buffalo Bills football. It was a nail-biter by the Buffalo Bills. Do survive against the L.A. Chargers 24-22 and now sit 9-6 on the season and are pushing ever so closer to securing a playoff spot. Next up for the Bills, it'll be their final home game of the regular season, and they do host the New England Patriots, a 1 p.m. kickoff. And for the Bills today, both James Cook and Stephon Diggs went over 1,000 yards in rushing and receiving, respectively. And Ed Oliver, he had himself a day, totaling two sacks, including this one late in the fourth quarter. Stick back to pass, pressure coming, and he's sacked! Ed Oliver got him and dropped him! Ride him, Cowboy! Today was a Saturday game, which means we have a full slate this weekend. Some of the key games to watch for tomorrow, Browns at Texans at 1 o'clock, the Buccaneers hosting the Jaguars at 4.05, Cowboys at Dolphins 4.25, and the Sunday night window sees Denver hosting New England, that again at 8.15. And then we do have three games on Christmas Day, Raiders at Chiefs at 1 o'clock, 4.30 sees Giants at Eagles, and the night will round out at 8.15, San Francisco hosting Baltimore. Scores around the league, they're delivered to you by the UPS store, Be Unstoppable. I'm Zach Jones, and you're listening to the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Allen going to keep it on a design run, and he's into the end zone for a two-yard touchdown run. Chris Brown on the call. The Bills win 24-22. to They move to 9-6. and They are in a playoff spot. They officially are in the sixth seed right now in a wild card position. And if the season ended today, do you know who they'd play, Zach? Ooh, would it be the Miami Dolphins? It would be the Miami Dolphins. That's what's up. There we go. That's fun. Fun in games. Let's get the eye on the quarterback. It's brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. Josh Allen passing the football again. A, a Kind of a quiet day throwing. Just 21 attempts a week after having 15 last week. He was 15-21, 237 yards, a touchdown, an interception. He was sacked once. He finished with a quarterback rating of 104.7. He also added 15 yards on the ground on five carries and two scores. His, uh, I believe, 51st, 52nd rushing touch to career rushing touchdown. Feels right. That feels right. Feels, uh, yeah, I believe it's uh, 51 rushing touchdowns in 90-something games. So Josh Young continues to uh, scratch the record books to get closer and closer to that Cam Newton record of, uh, I believe, 80-something, 70-something rushing touchdowns, which is a pretty remarkable number. Let's get back to the phones. Let's go to Brennan. Brennan, you're on the postgame show. Welcome, Brennan. Hey, thanks very much. Um, Just wanted to touch on a few things. Um, One, I loved McDermott's time management tonight. Like, it was down at the second. So that was uh, a great thing to see. You said it before. He, like, might have learned from his mistakes. Um, and then another thing, I guess I could like hear your thought on like with Von Miller. I don't know if you're like tired of hearing about it, but like, is he maybe just running some reps to get him a little bit warmed up to ready for potential postseason? 
Um, other than that, go Bills. This is exciting December football. Last game of the season, we got Patriots in Miami, so like two ends of the spectrum. That's <laughs> uh, about it. You know, Merry Christmas. Thank you for all that you do. Yeah, thanks for the call, Brendan. You as well. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you and your family. Um, it's harder and harder every week I get in behind this microphone to convince myself, convince others that Von Miller is one of the best 11 that could potentially be on the field. Um, they're giving him all the opportunities to do it. They sort of have to, right? Um, I mean, he's an incredibly important piece to this team this year and moving forward. He's making a lot of money that they can't get out of. Um, they need him to get better. Um, he has been an anchor. Um, it feels like they're almost, you know, <laughs> playing with 10 guys when he's on the field at times. So it's it, it just is. It's not been good. Uh, continues to not be good. And uh, something that's going to have to to really get better here over the next couple of weeks and into the playoffs. They they need him to be better. All right, let's go to the locker room. Let's hear from Bills captain and center Mitch Morse. It's brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. Uh, but that's football. That's the NFL. And uh, for us, it was just when we had the opportunity at the end of the game. Understood. We just need to put points on the board. And. Uh, you know, Josh did a great job, and, and the ball carriers and everyone just did a good job of trying to play as clean as possible down there and then keeping the ball security. And and then our defense came up and really bailed us out. What do you think the issues were that led to the slow start and, and not really producing the way you guys had been the past few weeks? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't totally know. I, I, uh, I'd have to look at it. Um, I'm sure it comes down to just execution and the little details. You talk about not being pretty, you know, but this was a game where everybody had a piece at the end, run game pass game, defense, to gut it out. It's a little more satisfying that way. Uh, oh, we, we just appreciate the win. Uh, you know, we'd always you'd, you'd love to have these huge blowout wins or these perfect wins. It's just it's not football. It's not the NFL. And um, we're just very fortunate to come out with a, a win against a, a team that came out inspired to play against us. I know that you always people, NFL guys, will have to say, like, you win, you play no matter what, whatever the schedule. Was this a more challenging week, though, to get ready? Short week across the country. I mean, yeah, I mean, just short weeks in general are tough on, uh, on the body and then schematically. So, um, listen, it, it's it's our duty as players to be professionals no matter where or when the game's played. And, uh, you know, I, I think we just, you know, it wasn't the prettiest game today. And everyone had a part to play in that as much as it was in the very end to come out and win. Um, so we'll just learn, and uh, but we appreciate the win. How cool is it going to be for you to be home on Christmas morning with your kids as opposed to last year and what happened? Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, really appreciate those moments, uh, especially as I get older. All right, that is Bill's center and Captain Mitch Morse. We're going to take a timeout. And on the other side, we'll continue taking phone calls at 803-0550. And uh, get your thoughts in. You can tweet at me at Nick Erie Sports as well. Uh, you're listening to the Buffalo Bills postgame show. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Welcome back to the post-game show here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Nate Geary, Merry Christmas. The Bills give you a Christmas present under the tree that is not coal. It is 24-22, 9-6 in the sixth seed right now as a wild-card team. Controlling their own destiny, they just have to win out, even though it might feel like a diff more difficult task after today. Uh, it is all still in front of them. Luckily, before we hear from Bills wide receiver Gabe Davis, let's go back to the phones and let's go to Mark. Mark, you are on the post-game show. Good evening and Merry Christmas to you, Mark. Hey, Merry Christmas, Nate. Thanks for having me on. Um, I feel like I was living vicariously through you <laughs> on Twitter tonight. 
Uh, I'm your- sorry for you. That's that, that that can't be healthy. No, I mean, like, it was spot on. Uh, <laughs> everything that you tweeted, I was feeling in, in that moment, uh, especially the, I think it was Marilyn Manson at the end of the game, having the SIG. Um, but, I, I mean, I had my concerns coming in just because, I mean, they weren't spoken, but <laughs> the new coach energy, the long eight days off for the Chargers, us traveling West Coast and being a 12-and-a-half point favorite, I mean, they were all kind of concerning, uh, despite how we've been playing, you know what I mean? But at this point in the season, like, I, I just need wins. I, you know, I don't, I don't really care how they look. And as much as I was concerned, you know, as you were tweeting all game and, and me agreeing with all that, like, as much as I was yelling at my TV, like, I just need them to win. And they pulled it out. So moving on from here, like, I just need to continue stacking wins. We're at home next, but, you know, we have a good matchup next week. And then it comes down to Miami. I just need to keep stacking wins, and I don't care how it looks. And if this was week, like, three or four, and we're a 12-and-a-half-point favorite, and we show up like that, like, I'm concerned. But at this point in the year, I it doesn't matter how it really looks. Uh, I just had two questions for you. Like, why was Fournette on kick returns this, tonight? Like, he hasn't done that i think they said on the broadcast since like he was playing notre dame in like a college game (laughs) and then uh von miller i know someone brought it up earlier uh i mean he's been irrelevant i i know it's a contract i know it's like his potential but i mean we're getting to the point in the year where like it's you know if they lose tonight and he did what he did tonight like what are we talking about and how or what are they going to do to kind of move that around because i can't continue to watch him do nothing as we make the playoff push. And then a funny final po- uh, point, 26 and 27 field goals this year are kickers against the Bills. So I just thought that was yeah. kind of funny. So I'll hang up and listen. But Merry yeah. Christmas. Merry Christmas, man. Yeah, they have been um, – I-, I saw that stat. I think it was yards per pass that was tweeting out that stat. I- it just is remarkable. They've been – they've had some bad luck. Uh, or maybe the opposing kickers just have had amazing luck against the Bills. But let me go back to your Leonard Fournette question because, um, you know, Fournette – uh, is in place of Ty Johnson, who is, plays a lot of special teams. He's one of the primary kick returners on this team with Khalil Shakir back there. Uh, I envisioned if uh, Fournette was going to be playing, he was going to be taking that position as well. So I wasn't that surprised that he was back there. Um, I I was actually a little surprised. They they, I mean he played a he played a factor in this game. He had five carries for twenty yards. Um, you know he was out there quite a bit. Uh, for the Bills. He was even out there in that little 21 pony package uh, where he was uh, essentially a lead blocker. So, um, yeah, all in all, a uh, good game from Fournette. I was not surprised to see him playing special teams. That's That was one of the reasons why you've got Ty Johnson in. You have Leonard Fournette out, I think. And he's, you know, I mean, Ty Johnson has, has earned the right uh, to be this team's number two running back behind uh, behind James Cook. So I think they missed Ty Johnson a little bit tonight, if I'm being honest, um, in his burst. I, I think they like going to him uh, in, a, in a couple of those situations tonight. So, uh, But thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you, Mark. And then as for Von Miller, yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of the enigma. It's the uh, the conversation nobody really wants to have. I know the, the, the team certainly doesn't feel like they want to have it, but um, they, they're going to have to soon. There's no doubt about it. 803-0550. Thanks for the call, buddy. Let's go back to the locker room, and this time we are going to hear from Bill's wide receiver, one of the players of the game today, uh, uh, Gabriel Davis, and it's brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. Okay, Gabe, take us through the um, the first, the touchdown play down the field early on. Um, I saw that it was playing zone, and I was going to end up being one-on-one with the back when I saw Josh scramble. So every time I see him scramble, I just turn up and run to the end zone, and 
you know, he threw it up and gave me easy lobs and was able to make the play. On the second one, down the field, the shot play, was that you guys came out of, I think, right after a timeout, a first down, you went right after that. What was the thought on that? Was that something you were building towards? Uh, it was a run, then we saw his man-to-man, alerted it to a goal ball, and then he was able to throw 50-50 ball up and was able to come down with it. On those first three drives, you guys were kind of hurting yourselves. What kind of changed? Well, how did this offense get going? Obviously, the touchdown helped, but like, what do you think kind of clicked into gear? It's just realizing, you know, what the problems are on offense and being able to adjust and uh, work off those. And we knew that we were just shooting ourselves in our own foot, and we had to play a little bit more detailed football. Production hasn't been there for you the past month or so. What does a game like this do for your confidence? I mean, it feels good. Um, the last like three, three, four weeks been a, been a struggle. Um, not being able to get my hands on the ball as much, but this week showed that, you know, when you throw me the ball, I can make the play. So I was happy to be able to go out there and do what I did today, and I hope you consistently keep that going. How do you stay in the right mind frame when things are not going well to prepare yourself to have a performance like this? Um, you know, for me, I just got to get in the right space that, you know, I'm playing the game that I love, and life ain't perfect, and, you know, shit happens, and adversity comes, and you just got to be able to fight through, and that's what I did. Was it a bit of a more challenging week for you guys flying across the country on a short week like this and Christmas and everything? No, because Coach McDermott took a good, real good job of taking care of us and everything, and those flights are easy. You know, they, we, we sit, like, up front, first class, you know, so it's real simple. So many close games this year. Is this kind of, like, comfortable almost at this point to be in these games that are one score throughout? Like, what is that feeling like when you're in these games? I mean, yeah, you want to be able to win the close games, and that's one of our um, our big goals this year is to be able to win it when, when it's tight, and, you know, I feel like that just turns us up a little bit more to go out there and really execute. All right, Bills wide receiver Gabriel Davis. And again, a, a big game from Gabe, a bounce back game, four catches, 130 yards, and a score, a 57 yard score, uh, the first one of the evening for the Bills. And uh, again, they get a big 24 to 22 win, and they move to 9 and 6 on the season. We're going to take a timeout. We've got one more break to get to on the other side. So if you're hanging out on hold, we'll get to you on the other side. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills postgame show. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Closer than one would have liked, but the Buffalo Bills do survive and take down the L.A. Chargers 24-22 to and move to 9-6 and on the season and are pushing ever so closer to securing a playoff spot. And next up for the Bills, it'll be their final home game of the regular season, and they do host the New England Patriots, a 1 p.m. kickoff. Maybe the player of the game, Ed Oliver, he had himself a day, totaling two sacks on the evening, including this one late in the fourth quarter. Kick back to pass, pressure coming, and he's sacked! And Oliver got him and dropped him! Ride him, Cowboy! Today's game was on Saturday, so we do have a full weekend slate. Some of the key games for the Sunday window do include Browns at Texans at 1 o'clock, Buccaneers hosting the Jaguars 405, Cowboys at Dolphins at 425, and your Sunday night game sees Denver hosting New England at 815. And we do have three Christmas games this year. Raiders at Chiefs at 1 o'clock, 430 sees Giants at Eagles, and it'll round out at 815 with San Francisco hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Scores around the league, they're delivered by the UPS store, Be Unstoppable. I'm Zach Jones for the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. All right, our final segment here on the postgame show on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Let's grab one more phone call and close off the night. Rob, you're on the postgame show. Merry Christmas, Rob. Good morning, Nate, and Merry Christmas to you as well. Um, I just want to say that I was listening to you and Joe earlier today before the game, 
And, you know, one of the things you guys were talking about was, I hope it's a good game tonight. Well, I think we got our wish. <laughs> it wasn't quite what I expected. Um, you know, Sal says every game has its own DNA, and this DNA was just not, like, too happy with, at first, the way it was going. Um, one of the things I was having difficulties with is the fact that, you know, I, I can't see too well I have glaucoma so I rely on WGR 550 every morning to let me know what's going on with the games and what's going on with the bills but um so I was unable to see the game and also in my area it's blacked out as far as the radio so I couldn't even listen to the game but my question to you is from your perspective what was the difference in the offensive play calling from last week to this week and what are your feelings about the upcoming games, the next two games um, after the way we did play tonight? Because, you know, I still have some kind of hesitation, you know, it just, from my perspective, it was a little scary. I I mean, I followed the game on my phone as far as Google play by play, but that's all I could do. Um, But other than that, um, yeah, I wanted to get your perspective on, on how you felt about the game, um, the offensive play calling and everything. Um, and I appreciate you guys always, always for being my eyes. Thanks, and Merry Christmas once again, Nate. And um, after the show, go home and get some sleep. I, I, in, I intend to, my All friend. Right? Yeah, I'm looking forward to the sleep All part. Right, Thanks, Rob. I appreciate you. Merry Christmas, buddy. Um, yeah, you know, I still think they're searching. I think they're searching a little bit for the identity, right? And I mentioned that earlier, and, and uh, it's tough. Like, I... I think about where the where the offense is and where they were, and it feels there. It feels like there's a level of predictability about their success week in and week out that maybe I didn't feel earlier in the year with Ken Dorsey. Um, I I want to maybe hand this to the can or to the uh, to the LA Chargers. I think they just had a fantastic game plan. It worked really well tonight. Uh, they they executed well. They got after Josh. Um, I think Khalil Mack had you know was a game wrecker in this game. Um, they struggled at times to to keep everything blocked up, but overall. Um, I think this is an offense that's still sort of searching for, you know, what its bread and butter is. Um, they did not run the ball with the same level of success, obviously, they had last week against the Dallas Cowboys, and um, they're still trying to find who and where the, the pass game runs through. So, um, all in all, uh, you know, I thought it was a good effort. Uh, were they the most efficient? No. Um, obviously, the turnovers didn't help them, and, and I thought they weren't very good on third down today. They put themselves in a lot of, uh, you know, non-advantageous third down situations. At one point in the third quarter, their average third down to go, at goal, uh, yardage to go, was seven and a half yards. Um, you you want to give yourself a lot better options on third down, third and fives, third and four, third and threes, uh, just more manageable downs for for you to convert and, and, and kind of extend drives. They just weren't doing that um, in this game. But thanks for the call, buddy. I appreciate you, Rob. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everyone else out, out there listening. Uh, we'll take a 48-hour break. We'll be back on Tuesday morning uh, with Jeremy and Joe. First thing in the morning, 6 a.m., they'll help break down this game and, and move forward to the New England game on New Year's Eve. So for me, Nate Geary, Zach Jones, we appreciate you listening here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. This is Buffalo Bills Football. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 